0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twi- twires? twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you say tires? Vive Cluco. It's the same Just thing. say tires. Uh, where where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins,
2: and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952.
0: Spectacle Drifter Will Nuckins on 1080 The Fan.
1: Hey, 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 happy Saturday! We made it to another show. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> feeling it. That's quite the Sports Center update. You got golf. Uh. baseball, soccer, Uh. man, there's everything in there. How about the Mariners five in a row? They had a little tough uh, road trip there against the Yankees and the Red Sox, but they bounce right back. They sweep the Orioles Uh, complete game by Marco Gonzalez. I know you as the newest Mariners fan, Will Darkens, you're excited about that. Oh,
2: you know, I'm excited. But the only other thing I could be more excited about is the fact that ESPN has now been in their, I think it's 19th hour of wall to wall. What will LeBron James do? Buddy, this is wall-to-wall coverage they got some uh good-looking guy in a suit up on a video board right now brian and Lenors. uh it's not brian because
1: he's uh, a good-looking guy i mean who else would it be i, I said Woj? good-looking
2: guy not collection of tires <laughs> pretty good uh visual image there i mean he is he's a collection of tires either that he's, brian he's like the
1: stay puff marshmallow man as he's melting
2: yeah or the michelin <laughs> man that too yeah like, he's in mid-melt. He's been in mid-melt for, like, 10 years. Yeah,
1: he's 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 your uh, marshmallow man that you left out in the sun a little too long.
2: Now, Brian Windhorst became popular because somehow he became friends with um, LeBron James. I know he covered him.
1: Covered him when he was in high school. Yeah. He covered him when he was in high school. But, like,
2: he really cultivated a relationship with them that, you know, they trust each other now. I suppose. Well, he told... LeBron James told him that he had broken his hand during the NBA Finals, but entrusted that... Uh, Brian Windhorse wouldn't
1: tell anyone about it before the last game. Oh, so good. Influence uh, the reporters by... Yeah, that's good. I'm going to keep this a secret from you. So he's got his own uh, mouthpiece out there running around ESPN.
2: Well, it would be a mouthpiece if Brian Windhorse's mouth was actually... didn't have food in it all the time. Oh. because he's... Fat. I don't
1: think I've ever seen him eat food. That's that's an unfair characterization. That's Just actually really true.
2: I've never seen Brian
1: Windhorst eat He may anything. not even eat food. I assume he just has a gravy IV hooked well, up all how the How the hell is he so large? I just said, don't step on the joke. He has a gravy IV hooked up all the time. It's just off camera. If you'd have waited for it, that's a pretty... <laughs> gravy IV? <laughs> Butter! His blood type is ragu.
2: Yeah, Doc, I, I think the gravy's kind of uneven. I need some more biscuit pills. Do you think at Thanksgiving, he just, like, they make him a separate turkey? <laughs> I don't think we need to make fun of the poor man's weight.
1: So if he's a fine reporter, it's him. friggin' obvious. Like he looks worse every year. Yeah. But he also, I, I don't think that's an easy job to have. No, of course to it's not. To keep LeBron's it's even, secrets.
2: It's even harder.
1: The I secret mean, keeper. You know what all the weight is? It's just LeBron's secrets. It's everything that he knows about LeBron is what's weighing him down. Just munching it It's up. not food at all. No, he's just, he's overwhelmed. And everything that he's hanging on to is LeBron, LeBron's secrets. That'd be a lot of weight to carry around. You couldn't do it. You couldn't handle it. Hell no, I couldn't. I know. That's what I'm saying. So uh, France is going to win. So you said? Uh, yeah, they're about to. This is where soccer and the World Cup gets at least interesting to me because at least there's a consequence to losing. Did you catch uh, any of the big controversy around Japan's final game of the group stage? No. Oh, <laughs> Japan's still in it? Yeah, I guess they're still in it. Uh, well, they, they won by what they call the fair play rule. Where they went to a tie with Senegal, they tied in all the first what like eight tiebreakers or whatever. So they went to who got more penalties. So if you had more, uh, Senegal had more yellow cards and red cards accumulated. So Japan got to go through, it. people accused Japan of not trying to. Oh right, win. yeah. They just sat in the back and just passed the ball around, so nobody got a penalty and they didn't score. Yeah, they both didn't do of the anything. teams had an understanding. Yeah, they did like the four corners thing yeah. and just stood just passed the ball back and forth. People got mad. Freaking awesome. Yeah, that's see that now at least there's consequences. You have to win or lose. So That's this. This is where I'm okay with it. I'm not going to probably still not going to watch any of it, but at least I'm okay
2: with it. I, that would be a dream for me if I was on one of those teams. Just be for, one of the
1: guys they put in. Like, yeah. like you're the uh, the uh stall guy. For like, an hour, I get to go play yeah, tiddlywinks out yeah, there. Yeah, at the end of the bench, I'm like, oh, it looks like they're going to the stall tactic. Here comes Darkens off the bench. <laughs> Just runs out there and passes it in the backfield for Two and a half hours.
2: Dude, if I got out there, I would be running my ass off. You were like the first 10 minutes and then I'd just throw up.
1: You'd be Bo Jackson running out the clock on tech mobile. <laughs> well, you'd be. Hey, that reminds me of a poll we have up. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but we do owe to our audience. We have people that listen to this show as their exclusive avenue for all of the sports news that they need to know. And we promise to bring them that every week in a segment we call in case you missed it. Happy to be here in case you missed it this week. Tim Tebow was named to the Eastern league all-star team after a solid start in his season for the New York Mets, double a affiliate, the Binghamton rumble ponies, Binghamton. to celebrate, he fed the entire crowd of crowd of 5,289 at the rumble ponies Friday night game against the Portland sea dogs using just five barley loaves and two fish.
2: Wow. You know, that's going to really, Alienate our Christian listenership. Why they love Tim Tebow? Yeah, did you but just, did you I mean that's that? a reference to Jesus
1: feeding people crackers and juice, right? No, I mean that's it's that's from the Bible. It's five barley loaves and two fish, and he used it to feed five thousand people. And that's the actual attendance from the Rumble Ponies game on Friday night, too. <laughs> just so you know, well I research done. my I research my jokes. Well done. Yeah, I do what I can. In case you missed it this week, James Harden became the first NBA MVP to dress like a cow in public. Yeah. Did you catch that? I don't know
2: what the hell he was wearing.
1: Which, by the way, like everybody knows he's winning the, winning the MVP. Yeah. He's going through his closet going, honey, honey, where's where's that thing, that, that cow suit that I have? I need to wear it. I'm winning a big award tonight. Didn't he bring his mom on stage? I didn't watch it. Did you actually watch? I watched clips. That I mean, we, I wanted to
2: see the speech, I guess. I don't know. You no. Know, James Harden, to me, is just not the MVP.
1: No, he's not. Well, I, Kyrie Irving said as much. He said yeah. that, yeah, he's the people's MVP, but the NBA MVP is LeBron James. Yeah. And it should be every year. They should just have a trophy that is LeBron James, yes. and they give it to LeBron James.
2: Yes, yeah, so it, um, it should be like holding office for government,
1: like... Yeah, you're MVP until somebody knocks you off. Yeah, until somebody can Ah, get elected I actually kind of like that. It's like a dictatorship where it's like somebody has to go and kill you. Yeah. King of the Mountain. That seems a bit extreme. Oh, did I go overboard? In case you missed it, uh, at the NBA awards ceremony, one thing that did actually happen is cameras caught Bill Russell extending his middle finger in an obscene gesture directed at Charles Barkley. Oh! Bill Russell later clarified that the sign was not one middle finger, but it was both. And it was not appropriate. It's just a way that he reminds guys with no rings that he has 11.
2: It's a legacy bird
1: that a I mean, anyway, hot you, legacy bird. If I had 11 championships, I would just go around double middle fingers all the time. So
2: wait, I don't get it. Does he have something against Charles Barkley?
1: No, apparently this is what he does to everybody. <laughs> he throws up the bird. Charles Barkley said he was trying not to laugh because he was so honored. Oh. He considers Bill Russell a mentor, and he flips him off in the middle of the speech. I don't think cameras were supposed to catch oh, okay. it. It was just, hey, Charles, this is for you. Yeah, but I kind of Yeah, Bill Russell runs around flipping the bird to everybody as like a polite, like, how do you do?
2: He's doing old man very well because that's what you dream of as an old man, that you become so lucid that whatever you do is okay.
1: Yeah. Speaking of uh, old men with middle fingers, uh, in case you missed it, Argentinian soccer legend Diego Maradona was caught on camera with two raised middle fingers. Maradona later clarified that his hand sign meant exactly what you think it meant. (laughs) I don't get You catch his? Oh well the Ross- a stroke no he threw up the middle fingers like after you oh, right. to the
2: world I was I was paying attention more that he had a, like, a heart attack
1: oh he did well no he passed out from drinking too much white wine was that really it Yes. That was the medical part did you follow oh yeah we talked I- about this on primetime. I filled in with Souk on I think Wednesday yeah he got drunk on white wine and passed out the paramedics had to come in and then they had checked out because he's a you know drunk old man they had to check out all his facilities he was fine just got little
2: waste see i don't know if he's old
1: manning very well no he's doing it
2: terribly it's not uh, a drunk old man
1: and funny old and man angry drunk old man yeah. too but yeah he was up yours to everybody in the stadium when argentina scored because Ar- argentina be was on the cusp of getting eliminated too well they are now yeah i just said it i know that i'm watching the highlights i've got it on the television Aren't they're really? done four two i got an animal playing it on yeah Uh, In case you missed it from the World Cup, Germany was eliminated in the group stage. Apparently, this is a very big deal, at least so I'm told from everyone with a foreign accent.
2: For sure thought you were going to make a (laughs) World War II joke.
1: I was going to go World War II joke, but I just like how like every time somebody's telling me how important this is, they've got an accent. Everybody with an accent knows how big of a deal this is. Americans are like whatever. But what we do you did make the thing?
2: But what do you think they think when uh, we're talking about what Team LeBron James is going to play for? They're probably like,
1: "Who cares?" Yeah. Like, why are you concerned? It's going to happen. Either I wonder way. how far this story goes. Because outside of it, outside of the U.S., do people like Care? know that we're talking about
2: it? Oh, know that this is like a. Do this they, is like the biggest they, story in sports
1: right now. Yeah. Do they even know it's a thing? No. Uh, Mexico was the beneficiary of Germany's poor performance in the World Cup, and South Korea was the team that played spoiler. Following South Korea's 2-0 victory over Germany, Mexicans were so happy with the South Koreans, they partied together in a shared celebration. Meanwhile, back in the U.S., I ate two Korean tacos from the Koi Fusion food truck. I didn't even realize that I was celebrating in harmony with them, but I was like, oh, Korean tacos, that sounds good. And then Mexico and Korea merged.
2: I don't think you celebrated. I think you were just hungry.
1: I did. I just, I just wanted the taco. This is me and how I participate. In case you missed it this week, Arizona back pitcher Archie Bradley shared a story about pooping his pants moments before he had to go into a game for a quote-unquote relief appearance. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, thank you. That's good. He said it was only slightly more embarrassing than having to play for a team that
2: calls themselves the D-backs. Coughing guy didn't like that one. Coughing
1: guy didn't like that one. did not you
2: guys talk about pooping your pants this past week? Yeah, we had to. Extensive.
1: I think everybody did. I mean, I think Dirt and Sprague's entire show was pooping their pants.
2: Well, yeah. One of the, um, well, you and I have talked about this pretty extensively, actually, a lot of times. About I would say a yes, lot we of times. Ta- we we've definitely talked, discussed it. We've talked about this a lot about well, if you crap your pants at work, like, what do you do? Do you tell anybody? And your whole theory is like, no, I just tell someone I feel terrible and I have to go home right now. Yeah, just
1: go home. I just go home. You
2: don't even tell anyone? No. See ya. Where were you yesterday?
1: Oh, yeah, um, at a meeting. <laughs> don't worry about it. I had a thing that I needed to do. Oh, great. Why I'd love to see those thing? meeting notes. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I told the story on primetime. I had a buddy that uh, d- pooped his pants at work and had a brown spot, and uh, his tactic was if anybody asked him, he'd just tell, him, tell them he pooped his pants and they wouldn't believe him, and it worked. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you actually hear any of this interview with Archie Bradley? Mm, no. So he's talking about, he goes, yeah, I told everybody that happened and I had to go to the game and nobody believed me. He's like, I kept telling him, I'd be like, yeah, check and see if there's a spot on my pants. Cause he's going into a baseball game and he had uh, what they call a clean inning. He got everybody <laughs> faced out. Well played. It's true. It's true. Uh, in case you missed it this week, uh, Jalen Rose and Chris Weber are still very annoying people. Jameis Winston is a terrible person, and ESPN the magazine showed a bunch of beautiful naked people. I gotta tell you, um God, there's some hot,
2: yeah. hot athletes. I know. Like really hot. Yes. Like, did you see Saquon Barkley? <laughs>
1: That's not the one that
2: I was thinking of. Dripping but- wet.
1: <laughs> hot. Take one. is not going to spend any of his money from his NFL contract. No, he's not. And I love that. Yeah, that's right, like he's the find his smartest, parents' house. And smartest he's, financial thing. I don't he think he's do. the first guy to do that, but yeah, he's only going to spend endorsement money, he's which he's going to get a Lynch. lot of.
2: The Marshawn Lynch theory. That's he, what he did.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, he is a good looking guy, and he he looks very chiseled in in the buff. But he's also he seems very charismatic. That guy's going to have a ton of endorsements, especially being in New York.
2: You don't think he know he seems like one of those guys who's really really nice and really really great, but like if you put him in a commercial, it would be really, really unentertaining. Like, like Tiki Barber? Like Steph Curry. Like Tiki Barber. Like Tiki Barber, too. Well, but he Steph is, Curry is totally that way. Like, have you seen Steph Curry's new commercial for Infinity? He's where, still
1: getting him though. He's know, getting you know what I mean. He's like, so unappealing. Listen, I understand. to you, to, to me maybe. I don't know. I like But aren't we in the I market like to buy, buy infinities? Boat. Like he's in an so.
2: infinity commercial. Where he's like acting like he's a really huge BA, and then
1: like it cuts to a scene of him picking out milk. Better commercial, uh, him picking out milk, or the Matthew McConaughey Lincoln ads. Ooh, yeah, that's so So again, I don't, I don't Matthew know what Matthew McConaughey. You know, <laughs> is that the one? Easy, where he's sitting there talking to the Longhorn Bull. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it uh, this week, every single person with access to the internet in the entire world published at least one article guessing where LeBron James will go and will read every, every single one of them. I did. You did (laughs) totally engrossed in it. You're so compelled by this. And finally, in case you missed it this week, the Oregon state Beavers won the college world series. They beat the Arkansas Razorbacks twice after dropping game. One of the series, uh, the best of two out of three final. And if you're counting uh, that is one more win than their football team got the entire season. No, no. I don't like that one. We start with Will's Oregon State Beavers winning the championships. That is next. Center and Saint. Denny the fan. All right. You're a beaver. Anybody that doesn't know Will's a beaver. He played for the Beavers. Played uh, fullback back in the aughts. I played what? Fullback. Oh, right. Back I played the, fullback back in the aughts. Back in the aughts. Wait, what did I play? Inaccurate? What? How many times did you hit your head doing that? My what? Yeah. Played a human battering ram. It's a friggin' uh, awful position. <laughs> well, it was uh it's where you put the guy that uh, you know, isn't quite the linebacker you thought you recruited, right? You put the stupidest guy who wants playing time at fullback. Okay. And then you go, hey, run your head into those guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. those Throw people. your body
1: into people. Yeah. So um your alma mater had uh, quite the week. You okay with this? I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know the, the Oregon state Beavers won the baseball national championship. And yeah. it's uh, the only excuse to watch baseball is to have a local team go and play in the championship. They got a bit of luck when uh, with two outs in the ninth inning and a one run deficit, you had Arkansas just eh, decide not to catch pop, pop fly. I don't think it was so much decide not to just they couldn't decide who should. Yeah. Is really what it was like, dude, somebody scream mine. Yeah. Mine, and mine get and, out clear. And, and then in what was a, was a great comeback uh, and something that I think most sports fans would be very compelled by again, had it not been the college baseball world series. I don't think you have a ton of eyes on, you know, this event. I certainly never watch it unless Oregon State's playing in it. I think
2: there was a significant amount of eyes, only because locally there certainly were. Sure, but I think even uh, nationally too, because this is a weird time in sports, right? Even though you have the World Cup, it just seems like there's not a lot of interest in the World Cup this year. There's no, there's no real interest. Well, there's no US, is what there is. Sure, the the
1: US is not in the World Cup. That's
2: the best way to put it. So now, and I think the storyline that attaches to this that makes this a national story is the Heimlich Um, element. Yeah, the Heimlich element, the, the story of that, and that's where I'm conflicted about celebrating this because again, I go back to, do I want to celebrate my alma mater who allowed someone who, if I'm saying this right, is convicted child no, uh, molester? No,
1: he he was he admitted he pled guilty yes. to child molestation. Yes. it's since been expunged from his record. The uh-huh. the you know. But he pled guilty. He did. He yes. did, and this came out only because he missed a check-in with uh, whatever, you know, uh, organization he needs to in sure. the state of Washington. Uh, so this came out last season. He pled guilty to molesting a family member, uh, six-year-old, four and six. I think there was two. He was sixteen. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen years old. So, anyways, you've got you got the star pitcher, national pitcher of the year in college baseball. Should be a first pick, like. Two years in a row should have been because you're yeah. eligible in, in college baseball. You're eligible after your junior season to be drafted uh, to Major League Baseball. So you kind of go, you can be drafted out of high school, and then you can make the decision whether or not you want to go to whatever. Yeah. So he, for two years, he's been eligible for the draft, has not been drafted despite being one of the best pitchers in baseball. And here you have him Historically, being Historically one of the best
2: picture, pitchers yeah. in baseball. I mean, this guy this guy is a sure-fired lottery pick a blue chip guy and you have something like this that not only mars his career because he'll eventually get into the majors he will he'll think through back channels you know they'll kind of i think you were saying which was kind of a interesting idea send him to another country just go yeah
1: japan there's enough options for for professional baseball players to go and play that he's going to get a chance somewhere, whether it's with a major league organization yeah. or going to, you know. Yeah, it's a matter of time, just yep.
2: waiting for he's, people to not necessarily forget, but to be more okay with he's, it. He's
1: talented enough that somebody will take the chance and and weather the, the PR storm. And, and Oregon State has done that. Oregon State, you know, uh, he took a leave last season, but he came back this year, and they were willing to take whatever criticism they were going to get because they believe that knowing him, From having him in the organization, it was worth having him around. Sure. And, and obviously he's obviously a team leader and obviously his talent was part of that.
2: Well, and I guess the most redeeming part of the whole thing is, um, is able,
1: well, I think there's there's two because dude, uh, they, a freshman th- pitcher just throwing
2: the lights out.
1: But uh, yeah, but you also look at uh, Adley Rushman, who's their sophomore catcher yeah. who was outstanding and it was it's named the needs. most outstanding player of the College World Series. That's he Set have. a record for hits in it. I mean, he's fantastic. That guy will be the number one pick in next year's draft uh, because he's not eligible this year. And but he's, he's a f- frigging sweet kicker in high school too. Yeah, but and you have other kids that uh, that have been drafted and and you can look down the lineup that had disappointing World Series. But Abel went 4 0 in the College World Series as a pitcher through a complete game in the finals. I think that is the one redeeming quality about this team is that the hero is not Luke Heimlich, and the heroes are guys that I think it's pretty easy to support in in being the young guys. I mean, you had seven guys that are drafted in the first, what, five rounds of yep. the Major League Baseball draft, and none of them are the heroes. You're looking at a sophomore and a freshman being your heroes for the team.
2: Well, and it's easy for us to root for them, too, because most of the guys on the team are local guys. Um, I know, uh, I think it's Jack Johnson or somebody, the guy from <laughs> Lick Oswego, the guy with the guitar. Is that right? Yeah. It's something Johnson. I know that, but they haven't gotten It's easy to support the guys that I
1: think his name is.
2: is, But I remember there's a guy from Lake Oswego on there, and it's all guys that were recruited from the Northwest. And so, I mean, Pat Casey's developing a culture around there, which is that, you know, we recruit Northwest guys. We're from, you know, we are from the state itself. And I think there's something redeeming about that. And obviously everybody kind of jumps on board. It's just you have this kind of mar on the side of, oh my gosh, we're supporting... A self-admitted child molester.
1: Yeah, it's 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 nice that there was a story big enough, and and Kevin Abel and Adley Rushman, or I think, are those two guys that you look at and you you look back and you go, hey, these guys really played their guts out in this. And the cool thing is for Oregon State, I think that will help them separate from the Luke Heimlich. Portion of this is that both of the guys, those guys are coming back next year. Yes, you're, you're going to have a team that is going to be led guy by guys that have experience and have won a championship. And this is now their third championship in the Pat Casey era. They won back to back in 2006 and 2007. So you, there's enough good things around Oregon State baseball that you can look at it and go, yeah, I think they'll probably get through any criticism that they're getting. And I know that I got caught up in in watching that final game. And I, I was torn throughout, but you know, you end up Dude, with that ninth inning in the second game. I mean, the, the, well, the, but, but even, even after he
2: was okay, but this game two was just like, oh my God, I can't believe they're pulling this off.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. It's late. And you need, you need every contribution late to win game two uh, after game one, Heimlich had a poor performance and you're like, all right, well, let me just check in sure. with them in game two. And then you get the ending of game two. I watched, uh, you know, I think the last five innings of the, of the final game. And I mean, Kevin habel went out there and had I think 20 consecutive uh outs and to finish that game and you you look at it and you're like all right when are they going to take this guy out he's 100 you know 100 pitches 115 pitches he got up to I think 130 pitches in the game and you just go holy cow this guy was their horse as a Dude, freshman it's retired cool. the
2: last 20 batters that he faced yeah there you go First complete game shutout where a pitcher allowed two hits or less in a college world series history. So, I mean, the, I'm it, just going to take that storyline, run with it and Adelaide say Rushman,
1: the most hits ever in yeah. a college world. Series. Like it's, it's just, encouraging. It's, it's, it's very good. And uh good for Oregon state. Congratulations to, uh, to Pat Casey and his team. And, uh, and, and, it looks like they're going to be back next year with some some great players. The so.
2: Better You Today text line is uh, helping me out about my old alma mater. That's Jack Anderson, Jack Anderson.
1: <laughs> it's I know it's John. I know for sure it's Johnson. It's definitely it's what Johnson. You, said. you know how sad that your is. Words. I went to that high school. I should be following these. It's not only your high school. It's also your college. It's my college. It's a it's a double shaming. If he ends up if he ends up going and getting his broadcast degree from uh, Mount Hood Community College, you're going to be just so embarrassed. I wonder what Scotty Brown has to say about this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We've got some polls up. We've got uh some conspiracy theories or or hypo uh, oh geez, my brain just stopped working. Uh, hypotheticals for LeBron James to get to. Uh we will do that, but first we need to get to the news. Rain. Man telling us it ain't gonna rain. So now we're sitting in a- All right, watching uh, the World Cup coverage up here on the TV. It's just idiots getting haircuts to try to look like their favorite uh, world stars. What channel are you watching? I put it on, uh, what is it, Fox? KPTV. Hot World Cup action. Single elimination tournaments in any sports, I think, are fantastic. The NFL does it better than anybody. And then you've got, I would follow that by the... College basketball tournament, and I'm okay with I'm okay with this type of World Cup. I mean, the the group stage, who cares? But it's nice that they do whatever their qualifier they're gonna do. Uh, let me know when we get in the knockout stage and get people where it actually matters. When it goes down to uh, penalty kicks at the end, it's delightful.
2: I got Ducktales on over here. Do you? Are They still running that? Well, it's a new version where they have a, the animation all updated. That's bizarre.
1: Like CGI. Uh, Not quite. It's just cleaner. I like it. I like it old and dirty. That's what she said. Hey, speaking of old and dirty, somehow we got talking about old video games this morning. I'm not sure what brought us onto that topic. I don't either. really. But uh, we were trying to to figure out what was definitively the best sports video game of our childhood, which is for our crossover age is the, the 90s. And so we threw it to the poll uh, at Center Saint 1080 is our Twitter thing, or did you put it on the 1080 the fan thing our too? Twitter thing, yeah, you got it. You uh, know,
2: it's it. uh, it's it's on it's retweeted on 1080 the fan. It's also so on at 1080 Twitter.
1: their Twitter thing. It's there too. Yeah, uh, all you do is pull up the internet and yeah. get on the page, and you got it. Will, uh, what are our two Twitter polls this morning? Well, Luke, what I did is uh,
2: I got up on the Internet and I, I typed in Twitter and I opened the box and started typing. And what we got up there is time for the time machine here. What's your favorite sports video game from the 1990s? 7% of you say NHL 95, and I've gotten some feedback that a lot of people said it should have been 94.
1: Well, I told you that 94 through 96 were all great for slightly different reasons. I remember 95 the best, so that's what I threw in. Yeah, well, and I think I think there's also the reference to Swingers, I believe is 1994, can make make their head bleeds.
2: 17% said Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, which was kind of surprising to me because I just played the S out of that game. Yeah. Uh, and then in a dead heat right now at
1: 38% is NBA Jam and Tecmo Super Bowl. I will say about NBA Jam, the arcade version uh, kind of ruined me for the the console version. Yeah. We used to go to uh, Wonderland, the nickel arcade. They used to have one over in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And so we'd go there and just that was the place to play it. But then when they released it on, on the console, I never really got into it. So arcade version NBA Jam was sweet. And there was some guy that worked there, you know, that had... Uh, the wispy beard and the long hair and oh, you mean every guy that's ever worked at an arcade ever? And he knows all the passcodes to get it, so now you can get the guys from Mortal Kombat playing NBA Jam or whatever it was. Did he sell you weed too? That was, in, no, I, was I was eleven. So uh, yeah, did he sell you weed no, too? No. He didn't, but let me show you this cheat code. Well, have you a- guys ever tried black tar heroin? <laughs> I think he sounds to like the older kids. I was never the one that he came out and was like, Oh, Anderson's here. Let's set it up. It was always the older kids that knew. So yes, they were buying heroin from him and playing cheat codes on NBA jam. What
2: I loved about NBA jam was the fact that the blazers had uh Clyde Drexler and Cliff Robinson. And that was just a friggin' sweet setup, dude. Yeah. Well, it's three on three. Yeah. No,
1: two on two. Oh, you get three guys on your team, yes. two on two with three guys. Whoever your reserve is. Yeah, and yeah. All,
2: of course, the crappiest part about it was that Michael Jordan was not in the game. Yeah. And that led to another discussion of the fact that Michael Jordan had put a copyright out for his likeness in any video games. So any yep. video game, whether it be NBA Jam, NBA Live, uh, any of them that were in the 1990s, really, and really the 2000s, Michael Jordan was not in them. Nope. It was player. Uh, yeah.
1: It's something Q- QB like Bills. player 23 or it's Q- QB Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Um, all right. So that was one of the two polls, but we realized that there was a second category that we needed to be reflected on here. And in the text line is already brought it up, uh, suggesting double dribble. Don't worry. Double dribbles taken care of. What's the second
2: Twitter poll. Our bonus poll was what's the quote unquote best worst sports video game. And what we mean by best worst is that, uh, we absolutely loved it, but in retrospect, it, it kind of sucked.
1: Well, but it wasn't, it wasn't quality controls
2: no, or yeah. graphics, but it was awesome. Everything about it sucked, but it was great. Yeah, eleven uh, percent said Make-A-Man Soccer, which is my personal favorite. Twenty-two percent <laughs> said Baseball Simulator One Thousand, that's NES version. Yeah. Thirty-one uh, percent said NES Ice Hockey, and then yes, thirty-six percent Double Dribble. Double dri- Wait, awful d- game.
1: It, yes, but fantastic. <laughs> the slow motion black and white pixelated dunk or whatever it was. It d- why why very similar to the Tecmo Bowl high fives. You put te- the original Tecmo Bowl on there. what they play? Like eight-man football and you only had like 16 teams or something. Yeah. And if you're Bo Jackson, you win. Well, no, but that was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Bo Jackson was oh, I guess he was on the original. Oh, now I'd have to think about it. But the original, you could you were stuck with the plays that you were set. There was really like the season mode was just randomly picking guys you would play against. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, original Tecmo Bowl could go on the best worst. Also, the if one.
2: you were an NBA Live fan for uh, SNES, um, the only really crazy thing about it was that Dennis Rodman, so it was all little pixels, right, that were playing. Sure. Dennis Rodman was the only distinguishable one. because With green they, hair. Yeah, they just put a little colored pixel on the top of his head. <laughs> They're like, that's Dennis Rodman.
1: Yeah. Everybody else looks the exact same. There was a couple versions of like the college football game, like the there's game day, the game day, whatever yeah. it was. But it was it was like Madden, but it was sure not quite. But there was always a couple versions of that that I really got into. And there's always one play in those games where you could just like watch the safety and he didn't do it. You just hit the yeah. guy on a slant, and oh, yeah. he'd never be cross caught. posts.
2: All you had to do was run cross posts because the safety would get confused about who to take, and then you just throw it to the one. Yeah, didn't.
1: yeah, and then and then. uh Madden, I never really fully got into Madden. Madden's another one. I know that people obviously went crazy for, but obviously it doesn't Phil fit dude into our, today, dude. I oh, know, but it doesn't fit into our nineties. Cause I think once you got into the two thousands and the graphics caught up with what he had envisioned, John Madden's a friggin' genius. I mean, that's, that's your licensing right there that. Like, oh yeah. For life. <laughs> Bill Lambier, full contact basketball has been sec- suggested by the text line as well. Uh, Were there any other suggestions on Twitter of games that we missed, or did we do a pretty good job picking the top? Oh, we did an incredible job. Look at us. In fact, anybody else who writes in anything, they're wrong. Excite bike as a sports game. Yes, Excite bike was awesome. Excite bike 64 wasn't bad either. Excite bike? Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey P1 Jeffrey threw it out there. Do You remember Excite bike? No. Oh, Excite (laughs) bike. I actually recently recently played the Nintendo the NES version of Excite Bike and that was dope. And then there was a 64 version uh a Nintendo 64 version of Excite Bike where you could play Excite Bike Soccer and so you'd be on your bike and it's uh what's the what's the game now? Excite Bike Soccer. Yeah, it was giant soccer ball and you ride around. There's a there's a game Oh, I can't think of uh I don't know. There's some now you play with cars, but my brother plays it on the what PlayStation 30 or whatever is out now. PlayStation 78. Yeah. Rocket League. Rocket League is the game. But it, that was Excitebike Soccer was the same thing. And now Rocket League is like this big online community.
2: One I wanted to suggest was uh, this isn't 90s. It's um, probably 2000s uh, NFL head coach. where literally you did not play. All you did was organize, organize
1: the team set of the
2: playbook. You Uh, did all the boring stuff, like negotiate with pre Madonna's about their contract. And yeah, Make plays and have you would friggin have meetings. You would seriously, it would be the computerized version of whoever you were sitting in meetings with people, and then it would go back and forth between dialogue boxes of like, should we do this? Should we do that? Like a role play game.
1: Yeah, boy, that's the worst
2: role play game ever. It really gave you the the satisfaction of knowing that you don't want to be an NFL head coach because it kind of sucks.
1: Do do you have to spend eighty hours a week playing the game like you do in real right. life or yeah. whatever it is? I, he was he was the first one in the last one out. That's why Gruden was so good. Level 30 watching film. (laughs) Sweet. All right. Oh, tight. Highlight your team's weaknesses. Oh boy. Oh, Oh, don't, don't forget to give your guys confidence by complimenting their good plays bonus round. I get to uh, be the coordinator for skeleton drill. Yeah. RBI baseball is suggested on the text line. One that I thought about being in there. I'm not sure that it fell into either category, but blades of steel hockey, the hockey was okay, but the fighting on blades of steel was outstanding. It's not bad. It was good. Boys of Steel was to supposed to
2: talk about LeBron.
1: Yeah, we'll do that uh, to start the next hour. We'll we'll do it right after we do good versus evil and good versus evil, of course, is next, sinner and saint.
0: Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest?
1: No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Center and the Saints shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. I'd
2: like to thank my family to start with, family, friends, you know, I wouldn't be here without them,
1: and my teammates, of course, and my great coach, and the, the city of Philadelphia for really embracing me.
2: That was 21-year-old man with a six-year-old reading level, Ben Simmons. During Monday's second annual NBA Awards, Simmons won Rookie of the Year over Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. Other awards included Jazz's Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year honors, James Harden winning MVP, and Bill Russell winning Best Use of the Middle Finger on live TV. But let's go back to Simmons. Many people believe Tatum and Mitchell were better options because they meant more on a whole to their teams, meaning they took their teams a little bit further in the playoffs in Tatum's case. How do you feel about the award?
1: That's a regular season award. I thought the big argument was that Ben Simmons should have been a rookie the year before that he was hurt, whatever. I, I can go either way with it. I mean, the biggest improvement of any of those teams was obviously the 76ers and having Ben Simmons play makes sense right i mean you go from 26 wins to what they win 59
2: this has to be the first time you've ever recognized and celebrated the process
1: did you try to uh get me to celebrate the process was that your whole stupid goal of that i did yeah no the process is still stupid ben simmons is a good basketball player if you draft good basketball players you'll get better that's the process everyone uses See, what you do is you get the good players and you put them on... If we get better players than the other teams. we're going to be better. You put them on the bad teams and they Uh, get better. Yeah, shut up. But the bottom line is that Jerry Richardson recognizes that he's going to be a major distraction for this franchise moving forward. And rather than continue to be front and center in the spotlight for everything that's going to come up and develop with this particular story, he has made the decision to announce that he is selling this franchise at the end of the season.
2: That was human egg timer Adam Schefter. He's talking about the fine uh, being slapped on Carolina Panthers outgoing owner, Jerry Richardson. The old white rich scoop of melting ice cream will pay $2.75 million after the NFL investigation revealed sexual and racial misconduct in the workplace. The allegations included three cases of sexual harassment and the use of racial slurs towards a scout. The report also says the Panthers failed to report on any of the allegations. Do you think this punishment is a little bit too weak considering the Panthers are at fault as an organization?
1: I I don't know, because who's punishing them? The The, NFL. The NFL commissioner's office, who is really run by the owners. And I think think they're just going, hey, look, here's a gesture of punishment that we would like to do, but you don't want to set the bar too high because no owners want to get punished for any mistakes that they make. Because what do you call him? An old, white, rich scoop of ice cream? Yeah, melting scoop of ice scoop, cream. Melting scoop of ice cream. Uh, Figure, that, Google a picture of him. He looks oh like no, melting no, ice cream. Oh, no, no, you're accurate. What I'm saying is his profile pic could be exchanged for any of the other owners, and you wouldn't really know the difference necessarily. No. So they all are trying to protect each other. You put it on a penalty. It's it's... This is more public rela- relations than actual penalty. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'll bet everything I have that it won't be perfect in six weeks. Is he going to play any NBA games in six weeks? There any games you know of? Not NBA. He not even ready to shoot in the summer league. I don't want to hear this junk. Okay? Markel Fultz has got issues.
2: That was one half of a brilliant sports show. Mike Wilbon, he's talking, uh, he's talking about the third act of what's quickly becoming the NBA's favorite mystery. What's wrong? with Markel Fultz. According to Fultz's uh, new shooting coach, the rookies' shooting woes were attributable to a case of the quote-unquote yips last season. That shooting coach, Drew Hamlin, says, quote, I thought it was going to take me at least six weeks before we had a serviceable jump shot, and we've already started to shoot with a jump in week two. But I think that by the
1: end of the summer, it will be perfect, unquote. Do you buy this? The number one overall draft pick finally learned how to jump and shoot at the same time. The process is working. The process is working. It is working. Dude, it's in his head. And I mean, the yips are one of those things. uh, If you're not familiar with it, it's kind of the golfer's term when you kind of forget how to use your body. That things just stop working. All your muscle memory, all the practice you put in, you just get the yips, you just can't do it. You, you're fighting against yourself internally. It's such a bizarre thing. Sometimes they stick around forever. Sometimes they come and go, but it's, it's. I don't know. Markel Fultz has definitely got something going on. I credit the Sixers with protecting him a little bit from this so that we kind of don't get a firsthand look and the fact that the team played well hit it a little bit as well, but I really do hope he ends up being a good NBA player. He doesn't need to be great and doesn't need to live up, I guess, to the number one overall hype. But you hate to see, you know, somebody's internal struggles be the reason that they fail. And
2: Well, I think it's interesting that so many people are quick to kind of uh, cast him overboard. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of people are quickly. talking about, like, put him on the training block, see what happens. Because at this point, you know, he
1: sucks. He doesn't know. It's like, well, give him a chance. Yeah, just let him figure this whole shooting thing out. Apparently part of the process is uh, waiting a year before you play for the 76ers. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Everybody gets red shirt. (laughs) NBA red shirt. Yeah, they do it. Blake Griffin did NBA red shirt. Bird's rights were drafted before he was uh, done playing college basketball. So that's true.
2: All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. And this one actually comes from Denver. And I'm going to let the audio speak for itself on this one. Okay. Listen very carefully to this story. This is courtesy of CBS Channel 4 in Denver. Are you ready? Yes.
0: A local artist created a mug featuring a unicorn passing gas. It's his funny take on renewable energy, but what's happening with
2: the
1: image is serious business. Kelly Worthman on that story tonight from Evergreen.
0: There is some really unique work in this evergreen pottery studio, but it's this mug of a gap causing a big stink.
2: This is a design that I've been doing since 2010.
0: What began as a playful poke at electric cars has turned Tom Edwards into an internet sensation. sensation. Explain to me what the unicorn is doing.
2: Okay, this is a natural bodily function. The unicorn is farting into this uh, container and then it's going through a cord and powering the electric car.
0: The whimsical creation caught the eye of Elon Musk, the Genius behind Tesla Motors. He took to Twitter about the tutor last year.
2: He said it was quite possibly his favorite mug ever.
0: Tom says the billionaire's tweet gave him a small boost in sales.
2: Well, and you know, farting unicorn is is sales magic.
0: But a couple months later, Tom got wind Tesla was using a copy of his bottom blasting unicorn to promote the car's new operating system.
2: The straw that broke the camel's back was at Christmas. They sent out a Christmas greeting and it had my artwork on it.
0: So Tom got a lawyer to reach out to Tesla for compensation with no response from the company on Twitter firing away at Elon Musk
2: and said, hey, how come you're not compensating my dad?
0: Twitter, Elon called Tom kind of lame if he chose to sue for money, adding he's who made the mugs popular but would stop using the unicorn if that's what Tom wants.
2: That's not the point. The point is they've already used it, and, and that's how copyright works.
0: Tom says he isn't sure yet how much his lawyer will seek for compensation. He just wants to defend his handcrafted creation.
1: Wow. A guy, yeah, no, I heard the I heard the story. That's a lot of audio and very clever ways to dance around the the fart, the word passing fart. wind, passing wind, and the bottom blasting. Yeah, there's some clever uh, clever wordplay in there. I love that Elon Musk just
2: went full douche and uh, talked to the guy on Reddit and was like, "If you're really that concerned about money, which I wipe my ass with." Like, fine, I'll take it down.
1: Yeah, just because I'm a billionaire, you want <laughs> money from me? This is exploitation. No, dude, you're using his artwork. Just because I can take children from their homes and <laughs> force
2: them to develop flamethrowers.
1: Just because just because I'm spending billions to send people to Mars who are definitely going to die when they get there, you think that I've just got money to throw away?
2: Uh, Do you have Leonardo DiCaprio's cell phone number?
1: Because yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do, who doesn't? I know. Jeez.
2: It's pretty available.
1: <laughs> All right. That's good versus evil, brought to you by our friends at 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 2454 East Burnside, or 52nd and Woodstock. <sighs> We're to the point in the show where we dive into what will LeBron do? Next, Center and Saint Tony of the Fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy